What's up, everybody? We hope that you are feeling alive like Ms. Beats. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And we are here in the studio today where we want to welcome you to Young Adults Dot Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. And Micah, will you introduce our guest onto the show today? Yes, of course. We'd like to introduce uh, Pastor Logan Ketterling. And Pastor Logan, you are on staff at River Valley Church, one of nine campuses. Mm -hmm. We know that they are growing, that they are flourishing, and we know that God is just doing a lot of awesome things. But uh, Logan also serves as the 20-plus young adult pastor, where you are overseeing several of leaders, several of students, several young adults, and just what God is doing in their life. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go on. But recently, you had launched um, an extensive site that is actually at the University of Minnesota. And one last thing I want to say that Logan has been with this core team and with this leadership for the past what, four or five months. So yeah. we've all been praying, we've been fasting, we've been really just diving into what God wants to do. And Logan, you've just been an amazing asset to the team with, you know, you're young, you're wise, you're functioning in your lane, and you have so much wisdom beyond your years. And it's just super awesome to see you saying yes to what God has. And it's super fun to have him as one of our guests on this show today. So thank you for spending time with us. And we just want to welcome you to the show and the audience to you. And we'll see what happens from here. Totally. Well, I'm honored. <laughs> and thank you both so much for having me. And um, you guys are amazing. And for those listening, I mean, Josiah and Micah are just some great friends of ours, my wife and I, and you're just some of the greatest people and the perfect people to um, be doing this. And so I love having this conversation. Um, I've learned a lot from you guys and uh, excited to keep keep chatting and uh, further on with wherever we go today. Who knows what's going to happen? But. It's a fun, exciting <laughs> conversation. We're still in season one at the time of recording this, so this is going to be great. And we want to talk about a few things, River Valley Church, 20 plus the extension site to the University of Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, but can we start, and just can you tell us about River Valley Church in 20 plus? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of an amazing church, and uh, River Valley uh, started 23 years ago uh, by my parents, which is crazy. I'm growing up in the church, I'm a PK. Um, maybe there's some PKs that are listening. Um, have a heart for uh, making sure that all PKs know Jesus, and so we yes. you know, served in the church, never had a moment where we kind of walked away. Um, but my brother and I were both on staff um, at River Valley and multi-site church, as you mentioned. We have nine locations currently as we're recording this. And, yes. Um, it's, it's just been amazing to see. You know, it wasn't always the, the journey to say, oh, you're a multi-site church. You have a lot of campuses. You're growing. Um, to see it from every step. You know, as a kid, I'm, I'm 22. The church is 23. So I've been a part of it really my whole life and kind of seen it on every step of the journey. And so it's been uh, unique to see. But we just value uh, the next generation we value the presence of god maybe you've heard of river valley worship um so good we're just i'm just i'm honored that i'm a part of river valley and you mentioned 20 plus it's the ministry um that my wife and i have the privilege of leading um and that's our young adult ministry of our church so it's just the name uh we get you know people joke oh if i'm 18 or 19 can i come it's just, it's just the name uh <laughs> but it's the young adult ministry of our church and um i'm privilege that I get to oversee it and we do events and have groups and different things I'm sure we'll dive in a little more about what that is but uh, it's a privilege and honor to get to do what we do so so fun so exciting and Micah and I and a group of young adult pastors from Minnesota all got to come and hang out and attend last Friday actually mm -hmm. yep. 20 plus spring it was called 20 plus future yeah and it was an amazing event 
there's two killer ideas <laughs> that people on this podcast might be interested in hearing about the five by five and grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. tell us about what happened. Totally. Yeah, I, I've gotten the idea from a few different con- conferences I've been to, but um, there's different variations, um, but we call it five and five, like you said. And um, it's basically five speakers who each get five minutes. You know, I've heard it done seven and seven or three and three or, what you know, whatever it is. But uh, it's a great opportunity to get more voices on stage. And um, I think it's definitely something we're going to continue to do. But we had, you know, different young voices, a couple youth pastors from our campuses, some interns. Um, my brother was able to get up there. Um, but it was cool to just hear from them. And yeah. what was cool is we had a theme, as you mentioned, it was future um, which has actually done really well for us to kind of theme our nights, give people something yeah. to look forward to. Um, but they all kind of worked well together, and they all led led to, you know, the next person really well. And I gave them each a topic and said, you know, you here's what you're going to talk about, and you're going to tra- transition it on. And it was super cool to see because a lot of people actually said it felt like one message just done by five different voices. Yes. And what I love about that is that there's different people who are sitting in the seats and maybe they identify with somebody. Oh, what she said was amazing, or what he said was awesome, and I really resonate with his story, or I really resonate with her testimony. And that was really cool to see. And then the second thing you mentioned was grandma, and uh, my grandma, <laughs> she's absolutely incredible. Um, she's you know 77 now, and um, it's crazy just to see um, how the young adults leaned in to hear from her. We did a Q&A panel similar to what we're doing right now, but. Um, just asked her questions about purpose and future and got questions via Instagram um, from you know people that said what are some of your questions for grandma and uh, she just dove right in she wasn't playing games you know she said that she said God doesn't play games I don't play games um, and just really challenged all of us and so it was great to have that voice and I think a lot of young adults um, are looking to hear from that you know they're looking to right. hear from a voice that's you know, a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Uh, my grandma would be mad if I called her old, but she's 77. At some point, you got to be old, right? <laughs> um, but it, I think that was special, and to hear somebody who's got the wisdom uh, is super valuable. So that was fun. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, and we know that you have had quarterly events in the past, and that was one of your quarterly events. Um, can you just explain maybe how you how you lead, like, campus hangouts, anything from life groups, and just kind of elaborate on... On your vision there. Totally, yeah. And I, I recognize that n- maybe not everybody listening has a multi-site church, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone's at a different perspective. Yes. Some people, maybe they're they're just trying to get started in young adult ministry. Mm-hmm. Others maybe are in a similar position to where I am, where they're, you know, inheriting a ministry that's, um, you know, larger than they really could have imagined getting. Um, and so what we try and do is we try and make, um, use the advantage of having a lot of people mm-hmm. to build a lot of momentum and have great events but then also try and make it small. Because really, like, the thing that I love the most is I love my, you know, small group. We call it life groups. Everyone has different names. But um, the group that I'm in is, like, what I love the most. I get to meet people the most. And so we do those big events, as you mentioned. Um, We do those once a quarter. Um, Sometimes it's three times a year, four times a year, depending on how busy our schedule is. Um, But those are rallying points to say, hey, everyone come together. Let's celebrate what God's doing. Let's hear from, you know, we talked about some of the speakers that we had. Um, Sometimes we'll bring in a guest speaker, but really rallying people together, encouraging them, having it just for young adults um, to come and worship and, you know, hear hear a message that's tailored to them. Um, And then our hope is that those rallying points can then feed into our other points of our ministry. And so you mentioned we do hangouts. Um, generally do those in the summer being in Minnesota there's not too many opportunities to hang out outside in the winter time unless it's hockey or skiing or something Um, but and you know we do those 
I would say, uh, you know, on off months of our seasonal mm -hmm. events. So we try and do those uh, a couple times a season as well. And then we funnel those into groups, groups as well. And so we really want people to land in a group, meet their friends, um, find a real community there. And um, I, I would suggest that, you know, for everyone listening to say, if, if one thing could be your focus, let that be groups and let everything else be a, you know, feeder into that. So good. Um, and I know that's something so you guys good. talk about all the time, so. Yeah, you kind of even alluded to the multi-site young adults. And maybe some people listening, like you said, maybe you're from a, a small town. Maybe it starts out with five or ten of you, and that's okay. Um, I would love to hear from you and encourage the people who maybe are working towards a multi-site. What, what would you share, and what is it like overseeing a young adult ministry that has nine different campuses? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. When I when I started, we had um, seven campuses. Um, and so we've got we've grown since then. And, um, and by the time people watch it, it might be 10. Yeah, people, exactly. 13. Who knows? Who knows? You were always looking for new opportunities. Um, but yeah, that's, that's no, that's what's great about podcasts is you can go on forever. Um, maybe we have 20. Um, but when I started, we had seven. And then now we have nine, you know, growing from here. And um, immediately you think, oh, well, this is what's going to work perfectly, you know, and like, I'm just going to do this and replicate it across everything and it's going to work great. Well, you need people to do that, yes. you know, and so I think for anybody who's in a, you know, maybe a single site context or maybe a volunteer context, I'd say you got to start somewhere and right. in the same way, whether you have, you know, hundreds of people across seven or nine campuses or you have one location, there's still a starting point, you know, still a launch pad. And so it's not just like, oh, well, we just do something and we have tons of people come it's like you have to build that launch pad and you have to find the people who are going to help you do it and so um, i would just encourage anybody that you know you can find those people there are people in your community that have that vision but also i think anybody can be multi-site i really believe that you know i know we're kind of right. focused on on what that looks like in this context um, but anybody can be multi-site and we're going to talk a little bit about the extension site after um, as well but it doesn't have to be like oh you know, we have seven or eight different campuses. I think there's people who could say maybe, you know, we have two small towns in our area. We're going to have one location here, and we're going to broadcast it to that one. Or we're going to have two pastors. One does this one, one does that one. Or even a young adult ministry. Maybe you say, hey, we're near two college campuses, maybe two community colleges. Or there's, you know, one big school and one smaller school. Well, what if you had one group on you know, the big school on one group on the small small so school. Good. I mean, really, having more than one small group is multi-site, if yes. you think about right. it, yes, especially if you're fantastic. overseeing it. Yep. And so um, I, I'm privileged to, to see that, but I just think everybody can do it. Um, it's just finding people to help you because, right. you know, if you try and do it all by yourself, maybe you can last it for a semester or two, mm -hmm. um, but the reality is it's going to fade away. So it's finding the people who are going to jump in with you and, learned lots of lessons from teams and all that stuff and um, had some really great moments had some other moments that have been really tough but finding people who are going to do that with you is going to be the key and um, you know I've seen you guys do that as well but I've that's just what I've learned if you're going to lead from a multi-site context whether it's multiple groups multiple campuses multiple ministries mm -hmm. you got to find people to help because otherwise it's not going to sustain so go there if you will just a little bit about teams and yeah. you have a phenomenal leadership team, and we're very familiar with your context and model as well, but mm -hmm. from building teams as well as um, ongoing leadership development that you have with your existing team, can you talk a little bit about that? Totally, yeah. I think building teams 
obviously starts with what I talked about. People align with your vision. Mm-hmm. If they align with your vision, and, and really, the vision can be broad, but it's, hey, we want to see young adults know Jesus. We want to mm-hmm. see college students see young adults That's know so Jesus. Good. And, um, you know, know, knowing who that is, and, you know, we've talked talked about this before, but just kind of honing in on who your target demographic is. Like, young adult can be pretty wide, you know. Is it 18 to 40? Is it, you know, 25 to 40? Is it 18 to 22? It, you know, it's all different. And so... Um, I'm not going to say this is what a young adult should be in ministry context, but figuring out, okay, here's who we're reaching, and then targeting people that are going to be best at reaching those people. So, you know, in a college context, maybe other college students or people who are just recently graduated. Maybe in a young adult context that's a little bit older out of college, maybe they want to hear from some older voices. Um, And so finding the right people for your team first who align with your vision, and then what I learned, and I learned this the hard way, was I just kind of recruited everybody. I'm like, let's do it, you know? And then they're like, we'll do what, you know? (laughs) And over the years of being in in this ministry, I've realized I have to give people roles. Yes. (laughs) I, you know, and I have never had employees before, you know, I've still haven't. If anyone's watching, oh, multi-state church, nine locations, still don't have any employees. You know, hopefully by the time you're watching this, maybe. (laughs) Um, But it's just me. So I'm the only paid person. um, And maybe some of you aren't paid, but if you're thinking, oh man, and what I, what I could do to have somebody who's paid to do this? Well, it's you know we're we're nine locations. We still don't have that. So um, if you're one, I'd say work with volunteers. Yes. Um, but finding those people and so giving them opportunities where you say you are gifted in this. So since then, I've kind of built three different teams and with multiple campuses. Um, and you know, if you, we want to dive deeper on this, we can. But I know it's you know people can ask questions after too. Um, but I have people that kind of help with creative. So obviously young adult ministry is very creative. You know, we have mm-hmm. videos, we have graphics, we have social media, all those things. So I have a creative team. And then I have people that are helping at each campus. So I call them a campus lead. Basically, they're the point person for that location where they say, you know, I know all of our groups that are meeting. I know all the events that are happening at this location. I'm kind of the one facilitating and organizing that. I give them a small budget as well, just specific for their location. Um, and then we have group leaders where they're leading our groups all over. And then lastly, just kind of have your people that help out with events or anything else that's needed. And they're just like, I'm ready when you need me. I'm not necessarily in one of those other areas, mm-hmm. but come our big seasonal events, come a hangout at the campus that I attend. I'm going to jump in and serve. And so we've seen that those areas are um, beneficial because then you can kind of see somebody and what what they fit at maybe their commitment is a little bit smaller oh we'll just help at events maybe it's a little bit larger well we'd love to you to be on one of these other teams and that's been uh, a lot better and people have stayed a lot longer on the team to say this is what i own and this is what i feel god's using me in and that's really helped a lot so amazing um what would you tell a senior pastor of a multi-site church or maybe a passionate individual attending that church off staff on staff what would you tell them if they wanted to see a young adult ministry be planted at that multi-site? Totally. Yeah, I think sometimes in a growing church, young adults gets missed. You know, and maybe, mm. you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are like, yes, you know, we've seen that happen. <laughs> yeah. It's even happened in our own context. But you have young people in your church and you think, oh, well, they, Sunday services, it's great, you know, um, they're involved. Um, but I would say um, it's absolutely necessary, especially groups, you know. But I would think, yep. I would say to them that, you're, if you have young people, if you feel like, oh, we have a super young church, if you don't do something for them and don't really 
focus on them, then you're going to lose the young people to the next school church that starts. You know, or if you do have something and you're saying, yeah, we have it, but it's not, not really working, I'd say the exact same thing. Like, they're going to find something eventually. You know, people crave community, especially yes. young adults now. They have everything at their fingertips, but they don't have real relationships. And so the reason they're coming to church isn't because they want to hear your sermon. They can watch that online. Mm -hmm. Isn't because they necessarily want to hear the songs, although we believe the presence of God is there, but they can listen to those in their car. They're coming because they ha can experience what I just said, the presence of God, but to meet people, to, yeah. to do life with people who are in church. And so giving more opportunities for that for young people is essential. And so if someone's passionate about it, I would say, you know, do that if it's maybe a pastor. Maybe they've talked to their right. pastor and said, we got to do something. You know, give me $100 to order pizza one time or something or 50 bucks or whatever it is. Um, I'd say, you know, it's so important to do it. And, and give it a try, too. Maybe say, let's give it a shot. Let's see how many people show up. Let's see what the right. response is. And I, I guarantee you it's going to be positive. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's absolutely necessary in every church. But it does get missed a lot. Usually it's kids, mm -hmm. youth ministry, and then... Go on with your life, right. you know, but right. there's that gap here that we see um, that I think is super important. So, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fantastic what you said about people are coming to church, they're coming to a young adult ministry to experience relationships, especially in this demographic. Mm -hmm. So, so key. And in fact, with that, one of the things that I think you've, you guys have seen tremendous success with that I know is one of your life passions, Logan, is reaching college students via a local church extension site. And do you want to just tell us about this? Yeah, yeah no, it's it's been crazy. And it really just started with a dream. Um, uh, pastor Kirk Graham is his name. He kind of thought, what could I do to reach students? He was our campus pastor of our downtown location, which the University of Minnesota is right, you know, mm -hmm. downtown Minneapolis. And so the proximity, he said, you know, what could we do there? And right when he, you know, was starting to talk about that, I got wind of it. I'm like, hey, I'm in. I want to be involved. Like, this is right in my lane. And um, so we just started dreaming about it. And so um, we thought, what could we do? Like, could we have a church service? There's obviously a lot of campus ministries. Obviously, you guys are part of Chi Alpha. There's already, you know, Chi Alpha things that are going on um, on campus, um, other ministries. And so we didn't want to necessarily just recreate what was already happening. Yep. But we thought, well, we're a local church, and there aren't all that many local churches that are on the campus. You know, there's a lot of ministries, mm -hmm, but right. there's not as many churches to say, no, this is a, your local church. So we thought, could we start an extension of our downtown campus um, as a local church on the University of Minnesota? And so over that summer, um, I had went to the U every single week and just prayed. I walked around campus praying, God, give us a vision to do something, open doors, you know, let us be approved as a student group, you yeah. know, whatever it was, um, and just began to dream and, and start praying. And so we did that for about four months, um, me and some of my key leaders just prayed all over and then the semester started and we're like what do we do we don't have anything planned like we just wanted it to happen um and we so then we were like we got to get working like it's not going to just poof out of nowhere you know and sometimes people might think i prayed about it god where is it he's like okay <laughs> right. i've given you the the door that's open you got to now walk through it you know so and good. so we started working on you know all the different things and getting approved as a student group and all that and then come uh january of 2019 we said, let's do this. Let's kick it off. And we, we launched a service meeting in one of the, um, like a concert venue there. And the response has been absolutely amazing. And it's been, it's an extension service. So all the staff, there's no like additional mm -hmm. staff. Um, what's crazy and like maybe an encouragement to some people, like we do that service and um, we just actually wrapped up as the semester closed. We do that service 
for about $800 a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe there's people who are like, oh, that's like, I could never, you probably have, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. We rent the venue, we have the equipment, we pay for free food for everybody, all that stuff for $800 a week. Now that might be a lot for some people, but to say we started a whole church on the campus for $800 wow. a week wow. and we're seeing hundreds of students come and get involved, that's absolutely amazing. And so um, just an encouragement to that. And, and you know, I don't know what more maybe we want to talk about there, but it's just been awesome to see university students. And in the first semester we did it, Almost 70 students saying yes to Jesus for the first time. Come on. You know, and that's, <laughs> that's obviously awesome. what it's all about. Um, but we, you know, it started with just a dream, and then we said, all right, let's get to work, and now we're seeing it, and I believe that we're going to be on campus uh, hopefully indefinitely. So, Logan, that is so good. And one thing that I just pick up every time I talk with you about it is so often I hear churches are like, we want young adults to come to our church. Mm-hmm. We want college students to even get on a bus or take Uber or carpool from their campus to our church. But what I hear you saying is that you didn't just merely expect that, and that was already happening. People were coming from the U of M to River Valley, but you actually went to where they are, right on campus, removing every obstacle that's possible. And I think that that's so, so beautiful that I hope a lot of leaders pick up today is that... um, you took a bold, courageous step, an audacious step as a church to go after a dream, to go after something crazy by going to a campus as a local church. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, without, without taking that step, I mean, I don't know, we'd probably still just be hoping students are coming, but it's like we've seen so many people, like you mentioned, that say, I didn't have transportation and now I can walk to church. You know, or I didn't know anybody, but I saw a few of my friends that, you know, are going and I, I literally saw them walking in so I could come in, you know. And it's just cool to see how there are people that literally, you know, making it as easy as possible. Obviously, that's what we see Jesus do. He just yes. goes in. Well, you know, the, obviously people came, but he went from town to town. Jesus didn't just stay in Capernaum. He didn't just stay in Nazareth and say, all right, everybody come to me. I'm going to teach. Jesus went, he was like the first traveling evangelist, you know, but yes. he went around and said, no, I want to come to you and I want to yeah. make an impact to you. So that's just what we're trying to replicate and it's been super cool to see. Yeah, I just think that's awesome because you, you're meeting them at their table yeah. and you're helping them recognize that there's there's more to life, there's more to school, there's so much more in and in a relationship with God. And I think that's just awesome that you are willing to take that leap of faith. And I know that's like a free falling step. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. But um, would you share with us, what have you learned the most in that process? Maybe from the start of the prayer walks to where you're literally at today, because the U of M has over what, 52 or 56,000 yeah, somewhere, somewhere between there? there? With grad, yeah. So you're over 50,000 population yeah. just by students. And they're wandering aimlessly. They're wondering what's out there. But you've strategically desired to meet them at their table. And you're just giving them an opportunity to taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah, just right. like Jesus did. And totally. what would you say is like one of the biggest things you've learned in this adventure? I love adventure, totally. yes. so we'll use that word. Yes, it definitely <laughs> is adventure. Yeah, I think one of the things that I've learned is that people, people are just desiring it way more than we think they are like I, I was in a meeting the other day and we were talking about data and I love data I think it's great but talk, you know talking about generation Z and how they're so postmodern and they're post-christian and you know some cra- you know crazy stat about 
people don't even think lying is bad and they don't even believe God exists or if they do, they don't believe it in the way that we do. Mm -hmm. right. And I literally said this, I said, what if we stopped researching and we just started reaching? Yes. You know, so good. and I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that even though the research says, well, they're post, you know, all the things I just listed, they're way more open to Jesus than we realize. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, I mean, a lot of the students I talk to, they're like, I didn't grow up in church. You know, I mean, the, you know, for me, I was, I'm kind of on that, you know, in between generation, between generation Z millennial. Um, and for me, obviously, I grew up in church as a pastor's kid. But a lot of my friends, you know, these are people where, you know, their parents maybe were divorced and they said, yeah, my dad, you know, he didn't really go to church. My mom did or my mom didn't, wasn't really involved. And so, sure, I kind of was here and there. Maybe I got confirmed or maybe I got baptized as a kid. But they don't really know the the life of Jesus. They don't really know the Bible stories. I mean, we have to, you know, preach and teach differently to students yeah. instead of saying, oh, you all know, you know, the story of David and Goliath. It's like, well, yeah, I know the name, but I don't really know the story. You know, I don't know the significance or you, you all know what Jesus did for you. Well, not really. Like I know, like we, someone the other day, he's like, yeah, I know the cross. And we're like, well, you know what the cross means? He's like, no, I just thought it was a symbol. Like, tell me about it. Like he didn't right. even know about the crucifixion. And it's crazy. So I think that's a learning experience to say people are open to it, but they just don't know. And so we have to be a better, better educators of the gospel to say, let me teach you what's so amazing about it. Um, and people have been super open to it. And um, that's encouraging to me. And also they're really open to saying yes and coming to church. I mean, you know, we're seeing a couple hundred students showing up, you know, on Monday nights. That's when we do our service. Um, and a lot of them are new. You know, every week we see you know, we have connect cards that we turn in, you know, people can turn in. We see dozens of connect cards that people are saying, hey, this is my first time, I'm coming in. Um, so that's really cool just to see there's new people all the time and um, people are inviting friends. Mm -hmm. and so I just think sometimes we feel like, oh, well, college students, they're not open to Jesus. No, they are. They just, you need to do communicate it differently. You know, we're not... Make the introduction. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that hand. totally. Make that connection and kind of be, like you said, that bridge. Absolutely. And just being available and just offering an invitation goes a totally. long way. Absolutely. And we absolutely just believe in what you guys are doing and we love the fact that you guys are doing it. So, sorry, Josiah, you can go. <laughs> yeah. He's itching for a question. we got like five <laughs> minutes left. Yeah. And so we're going to go rapid fire with Great. five Ooh. questions. Oh, I if, love it. If you're up for that. Great. And um, what is your favorite event you've ever done and why when it comes to young adult ministry? Yeah, we do an event every year on the University of Minnesota. Um, call it 20 plus you. It might change it. I don't know what, it, you know, what it's always going to be called. But uh, I, I just love that because we see um, tons of people say yes to Jesus for the first time. Um, get everybody together. We start the pre-party at like 630 and we don't finish till like almost midnight. You know, it's just a blast, have worship, guest speaker. Um, we've had some really cool guest speakers in the past. Um, but that's that's probably my favorite because, you know, afterwards um, you get to be on campus and you have hundreds of people piling out of this, you know, concert hall and it's like, what was going on? Hey, well, we were worshiping Jesus. And so just yes. to see that um, is pretty cool. That's awesome. Why do you do what you do? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's obviously <laughs> the one of the most important questions. Um, I do what I do because I see the need, and we just talked about you know the you know having those conversations mm -hmm. with people who are don't know, but I mean I I've, I'm interested in business. I've done some stuff in business. I majored in you know business in school. That's why I went to school for. Um, but I currently don't see any other better way for me to reach people for Jesus. Like I I don't see any other better yeah. way. And there's other people. Maybe you're listening to this, or you know, and you'd say. 
I see a better way for me. For me, this is the best way that I see my impact to see the most people say yes to Jesus. And you know, that might be through business, that might be through creative stuff, that might be through, you know, whatever it is, missions. But to me, it's, I see this as the, the spot that God wants me to reach the most people. And obviously, I want, this is a spot where God has me. You know, it's not like, well, this looks like it's, you know, good return on investment. Well, no, God positioned me here. But in doing so, I feel like God's given me an opportunity to reach as many people as, you know, I can dream up. So, Beautiful. Yeah. Do you have a favorite story? Maybe it's a recent story. could have happened at any point in ministry, but a favorite story of life change that you've seen in someone in your ministry? <laughs> yeah, there are a lot. Um, a lot of stories. Just recently, just comes to the top of my head, there's someone in our life group. Um, he said, I grew up going to church as a little kid. He said I would cry and I didn't want my parents to take me and you know after I got you know baptized as a baby like you know I, I just cried and never went again and he said I hadn't gone to church you know my whole life since then and came to our services on uh, Monday night and said I feel I didn't come to church because I felt like I was going to be judged because I didn't really know everything but coming here I don't feel judged at all and this is the type of church that I feel like I can be a part of and as he's telling me this story, he's holding on to the Bible that we give to people who wow. say yes to Jesus for the first time. So wow. he had raised his hand and said yes to Jesus, telling me this story. Hadn't been to church in, they said, like 14, 15 years. And he comes, gives his life to Jesus, is a part of our group, and it's been super cool. So that just came to the top of my head. But I just love hearing stories like that where life has changed, hadn't been to church really his whole life, and now he's living for Jesus and pumped about it. Yes, I know that your heart is come as you are. Yeah. You know, you're welcome here. The totally. doors are open. This is a judge-free zone. Mm-hmm. And this is a judge-free zone for you too, Pastor Logan, in this <laughs> moment, because I have a question for you. <laughs> Great <Would> transition. <laughs> would oh, my you word. be willing, would you be willing <laughs> to tell us one of your most epic fails in ministry that you've yes. experienced? I have he one. He said yes, you guys. <laughs> yes, I have one. I have one off the top of my head for sure. Um, so it was my first event in ministry. Um, very first time, I mean, I had got hired like two weeks before this and we're planning this mega event and we had a guest speaker come. Um, we were supposed to have a guy named Diego. He got in a moped accident. He couldn't come. So then his pastor, um, his name is Carl Leds. Maybe you've heard of him. Um, but he came and so we're freaking out like, oh my gosh, we have Carl's coming, taking Diego's spot. It was awesome. And so my only job that night, I'm like taking over this ministry. My only job was to take offering. And then to introduce Pastor Carl. And so I was going to take offering, kick it to the video, and then after the video, you know, introduce Carl, and he'd come up. And so I go up on stage to take offering, and literally right as I get up there, I forget what's going on because I'm just so excited to hear him preach. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't you guys excited for Pastor Carl? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, come on up. <laughs> and literally, like, he wasn't ready nobody was ready and so like he comes up and people are clapping like awkwardly because like I just kind of said come on up and then he comes up and he gives me a hug and he's like are you sure you're done (laughs) and I'm like yeah like we're ready to hear you go like rip it you know and so I walk off the stage and he has like a a water and a bible and like doesn't even have a spot to set it down because there's no pulpit out there (laughs) because we bring it out during the video and I remember sitting down and our production guy is looking at me like, what on earth, you know, you didn't go to the video. And then we were, you were supposed to do that after. My brother, who was overseeing the ushers, was like, you didn't take offering. And I'm just sitting there like, 
this is my first event. Pre before service, I'm like almost sick, having a panic attack because I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. And then I go up there. My one job is to take offering. I forget to take offering. I forget to go to the video. Um, it ended up being fine, but I just look back and I'm like, what a start. What a start <laughs> to my ministry. I have this awesome guest speaker come and I totally botch it. Um, it's crazy that they still have me in this role um, several years later, but we're here. I love it. Thanks. I love that you share that story because the funny thing is that was the first 20 plus event that I went to wow. when I moved to the cities. Oh my gosh. And I'll tell you what, I had no idea that you were supposed to do all that. Thank so God. whatever happened behind the scenes, you pulled it off. We were all excited for Carl and to hear yeah. from him. <laughs> we played it off like it was nothing, but in, inside I realized like, man, I thought I was done. I'm like, it's over and I'm going to enjoy this message because it's probably the last one I'll hear being this, the pastor here. And um, but I looked over at my dad and he, he, I said, Dad, I forgot to do offering. And he's like, well, it's a good thing that you don't pay the bills. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it was, it was funny. I also think that's God's way of keeping our hearts humble and our pride <laughs> totally. just in check, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, yeah, and afterwards, Carl, I was talking with him and just saying, I'm so insecure. I'm so scared. Like, what do I do? And he was able to just encourage me. And it was cool to see. Um, hearing from somebody that I looked up to and didn't even know and right. put it to him to kind of pour into me and say, you've got this, you know, God made you for this role. Um, right. And, you know, I, I've, I've been encouraged to see that God's given me more since then and I've grown a lot since then, which has been really cool. So, Amazing. So last question is, as we close, if you could tell a group of college pastors, young adult ministry leaders all across the country one thing, What's that one thing that you'd leave them with today? Man, I mean, there's so many things, but um, I think what I would leave them is be so passionate about the people you're reaching. Um, we talked about the U, and it started with me walking around, um, but I, we shared about that event, the event, like my favorite event that we did on the U. Um, and afterwards, you know, we had hundreds of people there and salvations and we had a cool guest speaker and all this stuff and I was feeling like on top of the world you know that was about a year and a half into the ministry and I'm like I'm on top of the world we did this amazing event and I left and it was a Friday night and we go out onto the kind of the main strip of campus and there was 10 times the amount of people that were in our concert hall out on the streets partying it was about 1 a.m. at the time we were just going to grab, grab some pizza and I remember God whispered to me you're nowhere near done. Mm. This isn't it. There are people that are lost and actually ran into some people that I knew and was, you know, just like crazy that I just had this event. I thought I was on top of the world. And I see there's people that I knew probably should have been there that weren't there. They're out there partying. They're out there, you know, doing crazy things. And I'm in there thinking that I'm on top of the world. Now, don't get me wrong. People said yes to Jesus. It was an amazing night. But to me, I saw that moment. And God whispered to me and just said, you're not done. Let your passion be these people. Let your passion be the mm. fraternities and sororities. Let your passion be the people who came to school just because they were trying to escape the life they had back home. Let your passion be for students who never have heard about Jesus, who don't really know what the cross means. And so let your passion be there because you'll figure the systems out. You'll figure the structure out. You'll have, you know, you'll get better at preaching or you'll get better at leading leaders. But... The person who's going to reach the most amount of people in your city are going to, is going to be the person who's so passionate to say, that community college, 
I'm passionate for it. That university, right. I'm passionate. These young adults who are into their careers, you know, these people from my small town, it, who else is going to reach them? God's like, you, you're the one, you know, to do it. And there's so much need. And so I would just encourage people to say, find the need. Maybe you need to walk around your community. Maybe you need to go to the college and start asking people about faith and kind of hear where they're at. Maybe, you know, you need to get out of your comfort zone to see the need. Because if you don't think there is a need, man, there is such wow. a big need. Um, but that's what I would say is find find the need that you're passionate about and then do something about it because that's what God wants to see. He said, you know, the parable of the talents, I've given you something, now go out there and do something with it. I've given you these eyes for the broken. I've given you eyes for college students and young adults. Now go out there and reach them. So. I think that's awesome. Amen. We just appreciate you so much. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're cheering you on in, in what you're doing and what God's wanting you to do. And we're also cheering everybody who's listening. We yes. want to come alongside totally. you. If there's anything, if you want to comment on this, if you have questions about ministry, obviously um, myself is available, Pastor Josiah, Pastor Logan, and what an opportunity to come in and lean in to what God has and to hear his voice in the process of discovering what does young adult ministry look like? What do you have for me? How do you want me to reach young adults? Lord, increase my creativity to reach those around me, whoever and wherever they're at. You know, so I think my prayers for the listener and for you, Pastor Logan, is, Father, break my heart for what breaks yours. And we feel our heart break, the vision follows. Like you said, the systems come, the volunteers will come. When they're bought into the vision and the heart of Christ, they can't help but be changed to be a part of something new. So we are so appreciative for you coming in today and taking the taking the time to spend with us and allow us to throw ideas and throw yeah. questions at you. And <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. What a yeah. fun conversation. And to close, close, will you just pray what yeah. you just shared, that one thought that you're leaving us with today as ministry leaders to totally. campus ministries, college students, young adults across America. Would you just pray over every listener that very same, almost a declaration, just yeah. a, a prophetic um to go to go and do yeah absolutely lord we pray right now uh, for all the people listening god that uh the people that they represent in their communities god that they would know you lord that there are people we've been praying for there's people that we see on the streets there's people that we see on our campuses and in our communities god that don't know you that don't know you like we do god and i pray that you would encourage us that you would let us rise up to go out there and reach the people, God, that we would see those that aren't yet here, God. It wouldn't be about who's in the building. It wouldn't be about who's at our events. It wouldn't be about having just enough groups, God. There are people that need to know you all over this planet, God. And I pray that especially for the people that are desiring to help people on university campuses, on community colleges, for young adults just getting started in their career, God, that you would just give us the passion, you'd give us the boldness, you'd give us the courage to go out there and do something about it. And I truly believe that if we do that, God, you are going to do what you do, which is the miraculous. People are going to come to know you in massive numbers, God, not because of what we're doing, but because of what you're preparing to do, God. Use us, use our passion, use our zeal, use our excitement, God, and let that turn into lost souls coming to, to know you, Jesus. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do and pray this into motion right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That fires me up. Wow, what a great conversation, Micah. Logan, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Logan Ketterling and 20 Plus when you connect with us on our website, youngadults.today, as well as our social media across all platforms is Young Adults 
Young-Adults.Today. So until next time, this is Josiah and Micah Keneally hosting Young-Adults.Today. I'm all wired up right now Plug me in I'm getting charged up Right now, yeah